Hello, 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 love wrestling. It's Thursday night. It's 8 p.m. And you know what that means. It's another new episode of Between Two Beards. Time. If you've got the budget, I've got the time. There he is. Hey, boss! Hey, The man with the finest beard on this screen. Canadian, boys, shut the hell up. Let me talk. You see, the rides are resourceful. When I got beef with somebody, I can find a way to talk to them. Hello, 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 love wrestling. It is 8 p.m. It is Thursday night. And by now, you better, y'all, better know what that means. If they don't know what it means, tell them, JPJ. You tell it's them what it means. another episode of Between Two Beards. We got people hopping in the chat already. We got Zach in the chat saying hello, hello, hello. hello. We got Ophelia saying it's Thursday. Zach, last call. Here we go. We got a big one tonight. We got the hard hour tonight because yeah. following us, Quiz we have another Plex. new edition of Quizplex. We'll talk about that in a little bit later before we get out of here. We got Bay Bay popping in saying hello. Yeah, the Quizplex has got the returning champion, Thaddeus Archer. Polo, Poyo Del Mar. Sorry, I can't speak. And Phil Billy Silas of the NWA. That's going to be fun. Sure you know, is. You know, it's, you know. Thaddeus is part of a very formidable group in Love, Love Pro Wrestling. Seven, true. who I yes. love so much. Yes, yes. But you and know what that some. means. And we yeah. have someone from Seven. We couldn't be left out. We had to make it happen. We said we can't. We 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 get sick. We get like Zach announces all this fun stuff for Quizplex every month, and we can't be yep. left out. We can't be. So we had to call in, not one mind, but two. The man of two minds. The one. The only. Jack Pride, your first ever LPW Scramble champion, is joining us tonight. He is, and he's going to be joining us just in a minute. Just here. in a minute. It's oh, exciting yeah. to stay but, here. Yeah, before we bring you them to, on. You want to talk we about talk the Celtics? About, no, we are not going to talk about the Celtics. <laughs> we are Super not. chats. We are not going to talk about the Celtics, all right? <laughs> all One thing we're not going to do. All right, we only got an hour. Let's yeah, get all right. our uh, we are going to talk about, on, yes, I know. What we are going to talk about is our brand new brand partner, and that is BetStamp. Today's podcast is brought to you by the BetStamp app, which is helping thousands of people win at sports betting for free. The same way travelers use Google Flights or Expedia to find the best prices, bettors can now use BetStamp to do the exact same. When you place a bet, the odds given by a sportsbook will determine how much you can possibly win. Even when betting on the same outcome, different sportsbooks will offer varying payouts, and these differences can be huge. Thankfully, BetStamp allows you to easily line shop for the most profitable odds across all sportsbooks. You can click on any matchup and instantly see all the different odds for game lines, player props, and even future bets. Line shopping is the simplest way to find an edge in sports betting and maximize your chances of winning long term. 
On average, BetStamp users win an extra thousand-plus dollars yearly just by line shopping. You can find the BetStamp app on your Apple Store, the Google Play Store, or through your browser at www.betstamp.app. That's www.betstamp.app. To access all these benefits, sign up using promo code LOVEWRESTLING, as you see right on your screen right there, and start your journey to successful sports betting today. You can do that right now. You can do sign up. And don't worry, if you forget to use the code upon signing up, you can always enter it later in your BetStamp account settings afterwards. So please go check out BetStamp at www.betstamp.app. And if you would have used BetStamp last night here in the great state of Indiana and took the heat, you might have won some money. Maybe, maybe. But that's the last time we're friggin' talking about it, all right? (laughs) We got a big guest. We're getting him on the show right now, all right? That's what we're going to do. You mentioned it. I said inaugural, the first ever LPW scramble champion, one Jack Pride of seven. Two Jack Pride. Well, that is true. That is two. two. (laughs) That is two. Uh, Hello, thank you for being here. We're very excited to have you here, my friend. Thank you. Oh no, no problem, guys. It it is good to be here. Absolutely, absolutely. So did you? Did you happen to catch a Celtics game last night? How dare you? <laughs> Sorry. How Sorry. dare you? JPJ, big Boston sports fan. I had to do it. We only have the hour. I'm glad you joined us. Like you said, inaugural scramble champion in LPW, a mainstay in LPW, a day one guy. But I don't normally do this when we have a guest on, but let's. I'd like to talk about another wrestler, just kind of get it out of the way and talk about it because it was a it was a huge deal this past Saturday. You took part in Michael Richard Blaze's 20th year in anniversary infinity gauntlet match for the eight hours for charity what was that like what was the vibe in the building you took part in the match what were you what was going through your mind during all that uh that was actually uh it was a lot of fun like i was there got there early uh, with a few other people and stayed late and uh, it was just like everyone there was having fun uh hanging out with everybody being super supportive of Michael, like uh, <clears throat> watching the matches, cheering him on. Like when you can see guys kind of, especially like Michael, you know, almost looks like, oh, he needs to fight through something. We get cheering, you know, get him going. It was like, it, it was just an awesome day. And like watching Michael wrestle for eight hours like that yeah. was just something else. That was yeah. wild. Incredible. Incredible. Really. Did it inspire um, you to maybe uh, attempt the same feat? Oh, uh, if I was you can curse that, here, it's fine. Uh, yeah, there would be an obituary following very shortly <laughs> after. Oh, I can't even imagine. I can't even imagine how sore he was the next day. The, just throughout the day, I can only imagine. Yeah. You know, I obviously uh, look at me. I'm never. I've never <laughs> been in the ring. I'm not gonna be in the ring, most likely. Uh, I can't imagine how it feels after a five or ten minute match where you're going balls to the wall. Kind of, you know what I mean? And eight hours, multiple opponents, like crazy, crazy. Yeah, Um, wild. Boss said swearing is only allowed three minutes from now. The YouTube rules in our new home. (laughs) But yeah, I I watched just a a good chunk of it. Um, There's still more that I need to circle back and check. But the moment at the end, everybody's banging on, doing the countdown. Just felt like... It just felt like everybody there understood, like, this is a huge moment. And we are just stoked to be here and we're here this is our friend and yeah. i just i just had to ask you about it as somebody was there in the building because like 
I, I haven't. Yeah. I don't think. I don't think I've ever seen anything like that. I don't think anybody's done that that I know of. A, a match of that magnitude. So, whew, good on MRB. I, he's probably still in bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I think for the first time since I've known him, I finally saw what he looks like when he gets tired. <laughs> it only he's took gassed. eight hours. Yeah, it took eight yeah. hours for. Uh, for that to happen at once. Not oh, even got, that. Not even that. Yeah. He went eight hours, two minutes, and some uh, some change. Yeah. yeah. At that exact eight hour mark, I'd have been like, "I'm done. I'm done. Call <laughs> yeah. it. Oh, oh, draw. Why draw. are we going overtime? What is this? Who's keeping the time? Yeah. We have our love wrestling uh, account saying, uh, "Hey, Jack Pride, uh, how was Spencer's refereeing skills? Asking for a friend. Oh, please, please <laughs> bury that hard. Uh, <laughs> tremendous. It's a, it's uh, you know, Spencer is pretty good for a first time. Uh, you know, yeah. you give himself a little pat on the back for that performance. You, you could tell us it. how you feel about it off air for real. Yeah. <laughs> that, that that is the boss, right? So it I is. Gotta, yes. Gotta play I nice. mean, we. We end up in the boss's office on Friday mornings more Every often than Friday not, morning. so it is, it is what it is. But uh, yeah, the only Friday mornings we don't end up in his office is LPW shows because he's busy, so he piles <laughs> on two weeks worth of yelling at us the following week. But you know, you do what you can. And on this show, we'll pay the fine. Don't worry. Oh yeah, pay we it. take care. It's we take care. We have a lawyer. He'll back you. He'll represent you. It is completely fine. It is good. Um. All right. My question, usually, you know, this is the first time that we've had a chance to chat, you and I. Uh, so usually uh, not to, you know, start all the way at the beginning, but for people that might not know a ton about you, Pride, um, I like to ask, when was the first time that you found wrestling when you were younger as a fan? Because at the end of the day, I think mo most of us or most of all of us are fans of professional wrestling. So like when was the time that you fell in love with wrestling or when was the time that um, you knew this was something you wanted to do? Uh, so wrestling has legitimately been a day one thing for me. There's pictures that exist of me in a standing in my crib watching wrestling and oh, nice. for like uh, growing up, like that would be what I would do on, if I had a day off from school or whatever, I would just go to my grandma's house and we would either watch like Monday night raw we watch Nitro or we would watch old pay-per-views because when the pay-per-views came out, she would record them on VHS. So we nice. would just watch the VHSs. And so, yeah, wrestling's been an absolute day one thing for me. I love it. I love it. And um, was it one of those things that because it was a day one thing, like very young, you were like, I want to be a professional wrestler or did that come at later? Like, how did that like when did you get that dream? And obviously you're achieving that now. Uh, so. That was definitely, uh, when I was younger, something that I was always on my mind wanting to do. Uh, there was a point in time, actually, I missed basically uh, almost the entire Attitude Era. Uh, like, I saw the formation of the NWO, and then it starts to get, like, fuzzy after that. Mm. And then I didn't actually come back to wrestling in any sort of full-time capacity until the lead-in to WrestleMania 19. Okay. Uh, Great wrestling so movie. like it was this weird break that I had from wrestling, but once I came back, like it came back in my head and it was just like, this has to be a thing. Like I need to find a way to have this happen. Awesome. I love that. We got to feel you in the chat saying a grandma story. That's amazing. That's amazing. So that's very <laughs> cool. That's very cool. Um, 
Yeah, plug out who you got. No, that's that's. I was just thinking back to like that. I was thinking that was how I grew up in that NWO WCW era where you were like looking back on it now that you said you mentioned you missed the Attitude Era, but you remember the NWO. So were you more of a WWC? WWC? WC, I can't speak today. I'm having. Yeah. I was in the hot sun for hours watching Little League baseball. <laughs> I'm a mess, man. I'm a mess. Yeah. Were you a WCW guy? So. uh yeah, I was a WCW guy. Uh, Grandma was a Hulk Hogan fan, just okay. like okay. to her absolute core. And I'm still like not fully convinced that Grandma didn't think it was still a little bit real. Uh, <laughs> so she would just get super heated when we would be watching wrestling. And uh, it kind of like, I don't know if a joke is the way, but it's, uh, it's a funny thing that we've said in our family. Um, the last... So she, my grandma uh, passed away right before, like not right before, but the next pay-per-view after she passed was when Hogan flipped. Oh, and so, I was going to ask that. I was going to ask if. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. like we kind of made the like joke for lack, better lack of way of putting it, uh, that it was kind of like she couldn't have handled seeing that. So yeah. like it was for the best, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Of course oh, not. But crazy. like, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh. So yeah. Uh, like grandma's man, like my grandma, I, I was raised on Indiana Hoosier basketball. My grandma, you would think she was at the game or she was <laughs> playing the game. The grandmas always have that one little thing like wrestling yeah. or bad, whatever that they just get insanely fixated to. I love that. That's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. That is truly awesome. Um, Man, now that you mentioned she wouldn't have been able to handle the. Flip. You don't think you so? Don't, like, no, I no, never oh, would have hated it. Absolutely yeah. hate because like. How like Ric Flair's dirtiest player in the game. Anytime he would cheat or like any of the valets would cheat, she'd be yelling at the TV, like getting oh, it. Yeah. But anytime Hogan would cheat, she would justify all of that. No, that's okay. He had to do that. Like, so yeah, <laughs> if Hogan went bad, I I just I think she would have just absolutely hated it and it yeah. would have just crushed her. Dude, Ugh. I I remember being a little guy and being able to go to like house shows and stuff like that. And the if there was ever like a grandma in the arena. They would, they would be, I like, I remember like young heel Shawn Michaels right after he turned on Janetti. So he's the heart, you know, the early, early heartbreak kid, Shawn Michaels. And I remember being at the garden in Boston for a house show. And this old grandma was at the barricade, like flipping him the bird and he's going right. Like that. And it wasn't part of the show. It was like this old grandma is she's like, like Jack just said, his grandma was in front of the TV. Like you son of a bitch. Yeah. Yeah, Nobody messes with grandmas. (laughs) Yeah. So like my dad has even said, cause I've asked like, you know, how do you think grandma would be like coming to watch me wrestle? And he said like, she would have been that grandma, like right up at the guardrail, like yelling at people and my grandbaby. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Just like amazing hands off kind of deal. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that's incredible. That's incredible. You think she would have, do you think she would have gotten on you for some, some not so savory tactics? If you know, I think she would have justified all my actions. (laughs) I could have done no wrong. That's amazing. Yeah. Hell yeah. Exactly. I don't know. When he does it, it's fine. When everyone yeah. else does it, no, yeah. that's not happening. That's not, not in my world. So, you, I, so you're saying she wouldn't have been a fan of, fan of those rads. She probably would have hated the rads. Oh, I love your. She would have fit in with us. I think yeah. she would have fit in with us just fine. Uh, all right, kind of fast forwarding to uh, now. Obviously, we mentioned at the top of the show, you are the inaugural, the first ever 
LPW Scramble Champion. You won that championship at the last show, LPW 14. Um, what's kind of the mentality? You know, you've kind of done it all. You you do singles matches. You've been in tag matches. This is a scramble match. What's kind of the mentality? Does the mentality change? Obviously, you're like, I'm not going against one person here. I'm going against three, four, five. I could, you know, I don't have to get pinned. Like, anything can happen here. And not uh, even that. It was like the who's who of the five. Yes, They'd MRB won- was in there. Oh, like, yeah, goodness. it was a star-studded, you know, ensemble that you guys had in that match. Like, just what's the mentality going into a match like that where you know it's going to be probably just utter chaos most of the time? Yeah, so, like, the way I always describe, like, a good scramble match should be like a car accident. Yeah, It's a wreck. You don't know how you got there, but bodies strewn everywhere, and it's just the perfect whirlwind of chaos. Um, yeah, prepping for a scramble match, it's, it's definitely different. Uh, because whereas like a singles, obviously you only have like, it's, it's just more bodies to worry about than any other match. Mm-hmm. Um, jeez. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. So trying to prep for that is there's a lot of moving parts. You have to be aware of a lot of people. Um, if you're looking to win the match, you have to have eyes in the back of your head yeah. too. Right. Because like, like you were saying, I wouldn't necessarily need to get pinned to lose my title now. So mm-hmm. it's uh it's one of those things. Uh anyone who's watched MMA ever hear guys talking about, you know, oh, I went into camp and I prepped for this guy and I did all my things to get ready for him. And that's just not a luxury a scramble champion a scramble champion gets. Yeah. Uh, I so basically the way I would view that is I need to be on peak game at all times. I can't worry about what anyone else is doing. Yeah. Uh, because as long as I'm on point, no one's going to beat me. I like it. I like it. Uh, <clears throat> plug on. Oh, yeah, yeah no. Yeah. We all, we never figured this out. We've no. been doing this. I usually <laughs> think it's going to be in every other thing. You know, I'm like, I'll ask. And, and then I'm like, maybe he has a sick follow up. And then every time it's like, <laughs> no, what do we want? Huh? What are we doing? You go plug on. <laughs> I'll dictate if you need. You need me to anchor the ship? <laughs> no, 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 no. You can anchor the ship if you want. You always anchor the ship. I'm just here for fil- no. Um, uh, but so you get this, you get this title, right? That that's all you you got over that first hump. Like we said, this was like the who's who all past scramble winners. The scramble is an LPW staple, in my opinion. We've had Spencer on, and he's told us about the importance that he puts onto these scrambles so making a championship out of it is nice and that's a big deal my question i guess is like so what's next we know you got the match at lpw 15 it's gonna be a big one how do you 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 talked about the prep uh, the preparation i cannot speak today the preparation that goes into maybe a one-on-man match opposed to a five-on-five match but are you head on all challengers welcome? If, if Spencer came to you and said, I want to put 10 more people in the scramble match, are you all for it? Or are you just saying like, hey, hey, hey that's you know, five's plenty. How are we well, feeling? You know, what, kind of, what kind of champion are you going to be, Jack Pride? You don't get a name like Pride if you're not willing to take on anyone that wants to throw their name in the hat. So it doesn't matter who it is. They can show up. The time, like, there's no one else that thrives in chaos the way Jack Pride does. So you can throw your name in the hat; it doesn't matter. You can line up five guys, fifty guys, whatever. The result will continue to be the same. Your winner and still 
LPW Scramble Champion, Jack Pride. Hell yeah. I like it. I, I like got it. the question out. I was able it's to. It's okay. Hey, we got there. We got okay. to the goal. We got to the goal. We're good. We're it's good. It's one of those nights. Uh, one of those nights where we're just off the rails already. Um, Ophelia has a question. She says, do you think it's easier or more difficult to be in a scramble match with people you know really well? Oh, well, if I'm in there with people that I know more, that's just going to make my life easier because – the other thing with the scramble match, you, you're in there with someone you know versus someone that you've never wrestled. Well, now you got to try and download what they're throwing at you. Whereas somebody you've wrestled with, you already kind of you've got a feel for them. You know what they are capable of. You know what to worry about. So, yeah, I, it would be an easier night if I had familiarity with people. So I like it. So to follow up with that, if I could, I guess I don't know if we're bouncing back and forth here, but. You just said it's easier with people you know, and this match coming up at LPW 15, there's a few people, you know, Mo Jabari, TFA, our friend, friend of the show, TFA, Reed the Thickness Matthews. You know those those three pretty well in your travels, but this wily veteran, as we've dubbed him here at Love Wrestling, <laughs> Jared Rogers, this is his debut. There's not a lot of tape. Are you more concerned with him than the other three who are very decorated competitors themselves well i mean it i certainly not afraid you're right there's not a lot of tape on jared but again you don't get a name like pride without being two steps ahead of everybody uh absolutely saw him wrestle the thickness on the clandestine show mm -hmm. uh have a pretty good idea what he brings to the table uh he's exciting fun to watch uh fans love him it's gonna be a great time and it's it's gonna suck for him when like at some point he gets dropped on his head but i mean that's the cost <laughs> of doing business wake up call. <laughs> i like it i like it we got our buddy ryan in the chat saying hello uh he's also have guy asking is plugo ever on the rails though uh, and Ryan says Pluggo doesn't believe in rails. Uh, that was a good one. And Just then we got, we got, one of these days I'll have a decent interview, you know. Love Wrestling saying, by the way, if you haven't yet, you should watch Pride's first two LPW matches, both involving Mo Jabari, who, as Pluggo just said, is one of the opponents. Uh, in the scramble match coming up at LPW, and we got Mrs. Pluggo so speaking popping of in which, the chat saying hello, she, boys. Mrs. Pluggo, well. hello, if you're listening, I haven't asked. We might as well do it real quick while she's in the chat. Mrs. Pluggo, if those that don't know, is my wife. And yeah. she has, so I, I we have the man of two minds. So there's two separate thought processes here. So I'm hoping to get a straight answer. How many Christmas trees oh, is too okay. many Christmas trees to have in one person's house? All the right, reason I, I ask is because okay. last year we had six. What? So the, the other day... I walked out to the garage to do yard work, Jack. Are you with me? And I yeah. opened the garage, and there's another tree up in our garage already put up. And I texted her, and I said, um, where did this come from? So she's now infiltrated a seventh tree into our house. Is that too many Christmas trees for one house? Like... Are they all full-size Christmas trees? Are they artificial? Are they real? There, there's five full-size artificial Christmas trees and then two accent trees that accent are... Accent trees. But they're still like... 
That's what they're we're calling still them. like uh, pretty decent size. So not miniature. They're like mid-sized trees. Is that like waist-height tree? Yeah. So they're still. Although Ophelia, Ophelia is saying seven does yeah, seem so like seven, a great number, though. So. But is seven too many in this instance, or are you pro <laughs> it, Christmas okay. trees? This is during Christmas time. Like these aren't all year trees. Yes, are no, they? We we kept one up through Valentine's Day this year, but no, they're not. All <laughs> this has been a big time issue. At we this have, show. We just have, so you know, this has been, a, this has been like a, a years long ornaments. debate at this show. <laughs> it, I mean, that really does tend to veer into the lane of that's too many trees. <laughs> This we whole have, thing started when they had four. Yeah, we yeah. we this started when we they started had four. Like, we were like four is too four. many, man. What, what, what rooms have trees in them? Is it like so, do they don't have like bathroom or bedroom trees? I hope like so we have we have the living room tree. We have the dining room tree that is flanked by the accent trees at the ends, <laughs> and then we have the boys have a tree in their room, and then we had a tree in our room. And now we'll have another tree for the other boys' room. I'm not kidding you. I had a bedroom Christmas tree for the first time in my life. It was it was delightful. I loved it. <laughs> I mean, you know, Ophelia says people deserve to be happy in whatever yeah, way they want. Just be a good husband and let her have what I she am, wants. I, I, happy wife, happy life. I never tell <laughs> Mrs. Pluggo no. She's the love of my life. When you look like me, you don't tell her no. That's just how we are <laughs> in my house. But I just, it, it, it got out one day on the show. And now it's become a question. And I literally, I'm not joking. I'm not making this up. I walked out to the garage to do yard work. And there's a tree already up and ready to be placed. Like decorated? Well, it's got the lights on it already. She didn't decorate, but she put it up. It's ready. Yeah, she's got to bring it in the house. I mean, you can you never be too prepared, I guess. No, it's hey, become Christmas in July. Is. You know, she's listening. Uh, she yeah, she's here. She says it's become a challenge. She's awaiting your answer, Jack Fry. Your answer <laughs> so it's become a challenge. Um, well, at this point, you got to just like steer into it and build up to a tree in every room. You heard it here first. Was there that Jack or was that Pride answering? Oh, that is absolutely a Jack answer. <laughs> there you go. There All right, you, go. you heard it here first. What would Pride say? What does Pride say? Uh, much more negative answer would be one sure. tree. One tree. If that. Answer. Yeah, maybe. Uh, All right, we... you heard it here first. The debate has been settled. We are going to now strive to put a tree in every room of our house. Stay well, tuned. Mrs. Pluggo says that's the goal. That's the goal <laughs> to get a, a tree in every uh, A little earlier, Spencer behind the glass said, uh, Pride, what was your favorite WrestleMania match? <laughs> that feels like an insider question. Yes, that there, feels please. like this has been discussed potentially. Before, oh, so. yeah, once or twice. Uh, oh, it the. There's several answers to that question. I think for this, uh, I'm going to go with the Cinnamon Toast Crunch, uh, Ray versus Dominic. Yeah, that was great. The storytelling. Uh, you said for this. Now, is yeah. that not your real answer? Well, they... <laughs> oh, the real answer was the tag team match at the end, for sure. Like, no doubts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah, the Cinnamon Toast Crunch match. Do you, uh, when... uh. 
what will you, how will you feel when Spencer comes to you and says that we're gonna do the fruity pebbles scramble extravaganza? Well, are you down with that? <laughs> well, what are they gonna? Ha- so with the cinnamon toast crunch match, they had like a big yeah, a like, person in a suit mascot. Now sure. I was debating. I, I watched WrestleMania night one this year with Spencer and with TJ Cannon. And I debated with those two that the guy was there and they swore he wasn't. Oh, he and was there. Yeah, he was absolutely there. 100%. <laughs> but it was like it was a point of contention throughout the whole match. Because anytime <laughs> he would come up on the screen, conveniently they would not be paying attention or Got distract it. whatever. Got it. And, that, so, sounds, that sounds like a Spencer move. So it's if just... we had like a Fruit Loops, Fruity Pebbles match, as long if we have a mascot, like at least let's make sure it's real. Everyone understands it's there. It's not made up. Is that Spencer? Is that any way to treat your inaugural scramble champion? Unbelievable. Come on. Unbelievable. Come on, Spencer. Unacceptable. We put up with a lot here on Beards. We put up with a lot. That's crossing the line. <laughs> Jack Pride, you are a saint. You are a saint. Truly. truly. Absolutely. Oh, oh my That's God. right. Uh, so do you keep up then with the current? Like, are you still watching wrestling regularly now that, uh, yeah. I am in a current phase of trying to fall back in love with watching wrestling consistently. Also, I have had the unlucky, like, I just, with how busy I've been wrestling, honestly, yeah. I don't have cable because it's just, like, it would be pointless. Yeah. Uh, so I don't really keep up with, like, the That's got to be a good problem, though, to have, to be wrestling so much that you don't need cable. Yeah. You know. Yeah, so it, it's... Yeah, it's a double-edged sword there, but... Uh... Yeah, that's, that's exactly <laughs> how you treat your inaugural scramble champion. Uh... Um... <laughs> oh, man, that's good stuff. Um, so, obviously, and we were talking a little bit off uh, screen before we popped on, and you said, you know, Pluggo had asked you, he had said, hey, like, how cool was it to win this championship? Like, how much, how did it mean, what did it mean to you? Um, and you, you, you spoke on it briefly and stuff like that, but, uh, you know, um, you can make an argument that since the beginning of LPW, you have put on the best matches of, you know, anybody award. Yeah. Like you're, you know, you can just, you can yeah. just make an argument. Every match you've been in, like Pluggo said, we were talking on stream has been a banger. It's been terrific. Well, me, yeah, been the, standout matches. The spot um, with son of Irish, the spot, spot with the with son, son of Irish, Irish with the, the MRB title match. Like this, this recent thing with seven and the rads, like you are just like in that you're a focal point of this show. And then to get that title must've been like, this is this is my like hard work paying off, or was it more of just like I knew that, I knew. That. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no so doubt, like, in my mind. <laughs> the the truthful, the heartfelt answer is uh, kind of like I had said to you before. Uh, I've won titles in the past, and uh, a couple of them were in a promotion that was run by my best friend at the time. So they. I know it wasn't, but it still felt like it was a friend doing a favor, like that kind of thing. One titles with other promotions that felt more like just like, ah, here you go, placeholder-ish. Uh, this one definitely did mean the most because it really felt like hard work paying off. Like I just, like I didn't 
like when I had heard that this was going to be a thing, I wasn't immediately like, oh, yeah, that's mine. But when I got told that that's going to be yours, I was like, oh, damn, like that's it felt like being recognized, like being seen. Yeah, so that sure. was really cool for me. That's awesome. And so, obviously, well deserved. Go ahead, Plugo. Sorry. No, I was just going to say so in the wrestling business, and I've never, I've never had a chance to ask this, I guess, on, or I've never thought about it until just now when you said, like, it, you know, I got told that this is mine and it felt like, oh, I definitely earned this. How long do you like relish in that moment? Like, obviously, when you have the title, you're going to hold it, you know, to a high regard and treat it like, you know, it's the best thing ever. I can't speak today. I can't form a thought, but you're going to treat it with the utmost respect. But like how, how long after that, like night, do you just sit there and like look at it or just enjoy that before you're like, all right, it's time to get back into it and get back to business. Uh, so for me, uh, <clears throat> um, kind of like that celebration in the ring, like it was, it was in character, but that was like as real as like that, as real as I could be through my character in that moment, that's what that was for me. So like all that, how I celebrated that, that's how I like, that was me being true to myself. And then backstage, uh, I just kind of just like took a moment when I was getting changed. There was no one around. I just kind of just like sat in the moment thinking about it and just like, you know, like accepting that I had done something good and being like, yeah, yeah I feel good about this. Like, so yeah, like I wouldn't say like a super long time because it's like I don't know. I don't like to. I try not to come on like pride's a gimmick. I try not to be a conceited human being. I try not to be like that. And so I don't like to. If I let myself sit in those moments too long, it feels like I'm bragging. So I just kind of like take my moment and let it go, and then back to you know getting to training, getting to the gym. The hard work keeps going, right? Yeah, I hear that. And we got Spencer actually saying that. Uh, I can say that because Pride is the first ever Scramble champion, not just in LPW history, but in Western Canadian wrestling history. He says yeah. never has been one before, and now we have two. So that's pretty cool. So that's pretty cool. That's that's actually that's that's, that's pretty dope. They say to think. I mean, we we do this weekly on this show because we're from the states. Yes. I'm assuming Canada's a big place. about Canada weekly. <laughs> so having the entire Western side of it, you'd be the first ever scramble champion in its history. That's got to be huge. Somebody, I feel you'll be in the comments pretty soon to be like, you know, that really <laughs> is. We joke in jest. Of course, that's huge. Of course, that's huge. Yeah, yeah that was like <clears throat> the first time Spencer told me that. It was just kind of like another one of those, just like take a moment to just like grasp like kind of what that means. And then, yeah, same thing. Just like, oh, damn, that's like pretty damn big. It's like, okay, well, okay, now I've won the thing. And like, even how I approach professional wrestling and even titles or like success in this is how I would uh, like approach a quote unquote real sport. Um, cool. I won the thing. Uh, in my opinion, you're not a champion until your first defense. Mm. So the hard work continues. Like, yes, the cool thing is done. Yes, the history is made. Yes, this is special. But now to, like, instead of a moment, let's make a legacy kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, absolutely. So we- so all of the promotional work we did this week, calling you the first ever Scramble Champion, is not true because you haven't defended it yet? Well, I got to wait till the... Come on. It, okay, okay, so you're not you're a champion, you've won, <laughs> but like the true test of a champion is being able to defend it. I will yeah. I will 
change my wording for you there. No, <laughs> Just I, like that I like that mentality. We got TJ Cannon. TJ Cannon. Popping up in the chat saying the man of two minds. Good to see it's you. Seven all chat. over the place. We got it seven. It is. We got yeah. seven. And we got Thaddeus coming Speak, up on yeah. Quizplex. Returning yes. champion. Yeah, returning yeah. champion. You're returning a returning champion. champion. Taking over, over, taking over Love Pro Wrestling tonight, the seven. In a, uh, you know, speaking of that, the Quizplex champion, you know, Thaddeus Archer the third. How did that partnership come to be? That was mm-hmm. a bit of a shock. I believe that was LP. I don't want to. God, we've had so many of these now. Is LPW 12, 13? No, it would have been 13. That was last month. 11 or 12. You guys formed and I sold and I've been saying it on this program since it happened. This is one of the most formidable groups Love Pro Wrestling has ever seen. And a certain group didn't believe me. Mm-hmm. But how did that come to be? How did you four get, you know, decide like it's time? Uh, well, so with Thad, that's been uh, an extra special one. That's been probably, what is it, five, six years in the making uh, since the first time Thad and Jack Pride crossed paths. Uh, he was uh, responsible for getting Jack Pride a contract with one wrestling company. And then a couple years later, he was responsible for getting Jack Pride a contract with PWA uh jack pride and thaddeus archer have been uh destinies intertwined but never to meet until lpw when everything aligned um it's not the first time the seven gimmick has existed uh before uh it was jack pride well it was pride uh the first version of envy and wrath for a little while uh and at the time scouting Thaddeus Archer for potentially greed, but intertwined, never meant to cross. Fast forward to now. Uh, <clears throat> I've, at this, this version is different. The last version, uh, Pride was trying to fully brainwash these people into his mm-hmm. group, have full, unadulterated control over them. Whereas now, he's, you know, it's the second time around. Pride's a lot smarter. You don't need to brainwash these people. You just need to prove your worth to them. Give them the reason to trust you. And a man like TJ Cannon is perfect. He is, like Pride's been saying, he is the good soldier. He is the right hand. There is nothing TJ will not do for Pride. Mars is meant to balance that out. And he seems to be this perennial thorn in the side of Pride. Can't quite get with the program. and. Once seven is all on the same page, like you said, their most formidable group, there's no one that will be able to stop seven. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of Mars, I was just, I was just yeah. looking at the LPW 15 graphic. Are we sure that's not Mars on that scramble match graphic? Are we? <laughs> Cannot, it, it's a black and white photo. Cannot confirm. It could be. It, it, yeah, I can tell the same person. Yes, between him, I've never seen Reed Matthews and uh, Mars in the same room together, so I cannot confirm nor deny it's not the same person. <laughs> oh, that's good stuff. 
That is good stuff. Yeah, well, even if uh, anyone's up to date with their tales from the undercard, uh, the Rads in the past have tried to kidnap Mars and yes. ended up stealing thickness. So, yeah, yeah. We are unfortunately up to speed on Tales from the Undercard because somehow magically we make Tales from the Undercard. Yep, they talk on about the us on weekly. that on that show too. They just them in their ninety-nine cent. Viper shades from the gas station. No shame to that, but no, no, none at all. So, speaking of the rads, we'll just go ahead and say it. You guys came up short at um, getting those tag titles. Is there plans in place for seven to maybe make another charge at those titles and get some more gold to flank with you as the scramble champion? Well, uh, obviously, that is the long term goal. First things first, uh, we have to get our house in order. Obviously, mm-hmm. we've got this match coming up with TJ versus Mars. Yes. Sometimes uh, yes. brothers got to fight. Sometimes brothers got to fight. It's proven. Uh, you look at kids growing up, sometimes a couple of kids got to throw down, get it out of their systems, and then everything can be better. So hopefully that's how that's going to go. Uh, Do you have any Mars concerns? That there will be long, like lasting effects, though. Like, do you think it will be that? Like, hey, you you have faith that get it out of your system, boys, and then we're back to it. Or do you think that this won't solve the problem? Maybe Oof. other concerns, well, at least. Well, the way Mars has been talking, uh, feels like he's trying to like get free, and he's he's getting further off course. The further the closer we're getting to this match. I don't know if you saw the promo he just put out with his little trust me wink at pride there. Not, uh, not impressed there. Uh, he just seems to think more and more and more he knows better. So it, it's hard to say how things are going to go. Yeah. Sometimes they, sometimes they got to learn, right? Something. Yeah. Something like you said, some look at sometimes the best of friends fight. Sometimes brothers fight. Like it happens. Sometimes you just, you got to let it out. And then you kind of progress from there. So you got to. But all, all I'm gonna as an as an avid uh, fan here, if I was Mars, I'd be careful winking at pride. That's all I'm saying. Like, you yeah, don't want to poke the bear. Me, it's one yeah. thing to fight your brother, but it's another to poke the bear. I was just gonna you say know? you well, should not you should not poke the bear. Yeah, well, thing. if we look at the the story of LPW up to this point, uh, Jack lost the match to Von Vertigo, and he got grounded. Pride goes on this wonderful winning streak runs into michael who has to drop a literal house on him to get the win so the only guy on the roster that's pinned pride's shoulders to the mat then you fast forward to this scramble match and look who pride pinned yep come full circle don't piss off pride there you go that's right that's what we're that's what we're trying not to do on the show because we would like to have you and pride back Whenever of course. you like. Yeah. So we're trying to be nice to pride there. Yeah. Um I we all I we almost screwed we got yelled at on socials once or twice from Pride. And I don't <laughs> want that to happen again. Yeah, I don't want that to continue. I don't want that to continue. Um <laughs> <an> angry fella. <laughs> um, you know, you you've spoken how you've worked at other promotions all throughout Canada and stuff like that. So, you know, and you've been with LPW since since the jump here, since the start with us. So um when did you notice that 
this company was going to be a little different. It seemed, it, you know, it, it's picking, it's picked up a lot of steam right from the jump. It's getting better and better and better. Obviously, the talent is insane. The matches are incredible. But like, when did you get? And but it's the atmosphere. I feel like the positivity. We've had MRB on here. We've had TFA on here, and they all speak to how everybody's rooting for each other. There's no. No politics, you know, no politics, yeah. none of the stuff you might see elsewhere and that you've heard all these, you know, stories of in the history of wrestling, all the politicking and things like that. So, like, um, when did you first realize that, like, wow, I think this place is going to turn into what it has and, like, you know, will continue to prosper into, like, something truly special? Uh, honestly, I kind of got that feeling uh, really early on. Um, I, this is a story I've told. Like, I was really... Uh, when I'd come back to wrestling, it was kind of like, it felt a lot like going through the motions for me. And I was really questioning if I was still like down for wrestling. And it's because of those early LPW shows and pretty, it was after the, uh, my first actual LPW match, uh, against the lumberjack and Mo and the crowd, the way the crowd responded. And then the backstage like the backstage was such a huge thing because like you were saying there's all the stories about politics and it's being in the locker rooms that are politic heavy is just draining on a person like to have to be on guard like wondering if you know whatever might come across it, it sucks to be in a in an environment like that and lpw is everything that kind of a locker room isn't um like you're saying, like everyone uh, wants everyone to get better, wants everyone to succeed. Uh, super supportive. Like you, there's no one in the locker room I couldn't go to if I had to like, hey, man, can I just like run this spot by you? Hey, can it like everyone is there to help everyone. And it is you know, like I look forward to those shows each and every month. It is the highlight of my month. Just getting out, getting to hang out with all my friends because, because the locker room is basically just all my friends so it's like yeah. not enough good things to say about it it's and so as far as knowing when things were gonna like really like take off it was once he started to notice the pattern after the first show and the next show was better and the next show was better and the next show was better and it's like okay well this is just immediately picking up speed and yeah, yeah it like yeah with that pattern of everything being better than the previous it's just like a matter of time till this just really blows up yeah awesome and i think that then i think that what you spoke to like the trust that has to because that has to uh you know help in the spot department you talked about hey i can go to somebody and mention i want to try this spot and then you know have that discussion because like we're like you said like mrb had to throw a little literal house on you that spot was son of irish like that comes in that locker room because I have to imagine pulling off some spots like that. You definitely want to feel like you trust the person you're working with and they have your best interest at heart and you have theirs because I'm sure, you know, there's other locker rooms where it's like, Oh, you know, I approached him about that, that, you know, spot and they weren't really feeling it, but they agreed to it. So now I'm questioning it, but you know, I bet that has, is that help? Is that definitely, you know, makes those, moves out there that we watch and go holy shit that looked painful you're like oh it's a walk in the park <laughs> yeah like that is honestly like it's the biggest thing in wrestling being able to trust who you're in there with uh if you can't trust them if you're questioning like if i was getting ready for something 
uh, for a match and there was anything I was questioning, if I couldn't go ask that person about that and figure it out, then probably shouldn't be doing that thing because the trust isn't there. Mm. And with the LPW roster, like it's just the trust is there with pretty much everybody. So I shouldn't say pretty, with everybody, it is there. So hell yeah. If I could steal, if I could steal the spotlight real quick, JPJ, you do it, man. We have, go. we've got 12 minutes till quiz. We do. Flex, but as we've mentioned at the top, it's Jack Pride's friend, Thaddeus Archer, the third reigning champion, going against Polo Del Mar and the Thrillbilly Silas from the NWA with Zach the awesome host of Quizplex. And I think Spencer pops in and out of that thing too sometimes. I, I don't so. know. He tries to keep score. He does a lot. He referees, he score keeps, he does it all. But stay tuned at nine o'clock right here on this channel for that. And I, before we, before I you forget, go, before I forget, I'm not letting you out of here without asking. I don't think you know where I'm going with this. Ms. Force. <laughs> Hell the yeah. greatest faction Hell yeah. in wrestling history, not name seven, mind you. Please explain to me how that came to be. Because I was sitting there on that Monday night. And I knew the show was in Edmonton. Yep. We were pumped about it. And like for me, just as a fan of this and to get to talk to you guys, like having the MRBs and the Stephen Crows on the shows and the Jack Prites going, I know those guys. Oh, my God. Is that who I think it is? Like, tell me, how did that come to be? Uh, that was just, uh, <clears throat> honestly, for me, uh, I don't watch, uh, I don't watch wrestling regularly, so I didn't even realize that they were going to be in Edmonton uh, with any sort of time to try and like send off emails to get myself on the show. So I was like a last minute addition uh, where they got told, "Hey, we need some more extras," and then I was reached out to. Uh, it's actually MRB that was like, hey, I'm doing this thing. Do you want to also do this thing? Nice. Uh, and then made it work with my regular life job. And because that's a huge opportunity. And then got in there. And uh, the the agent that was going for the spot came. And he's just like, you, you. And he grabbed all of us. and Like, hey, we need you down the hall. And they sent us off. Uh, gave us shirts for it. And, oh. Just, like honestly, it was just so cool. Uh, yeah, that that was gonna be my next question. Like, obviously, you said you've been a wrestling kid since day one, and you did say you were more of a WCW person, but still, you were watching Raw and you know WWE. Like, you're on Monday Night Raw for crying out loud. Yeah, like that's yeah. just cool as shit. I can't take that away from you. Like, you, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. So, like that was so the great thing about that is they didn't immediately tell us what was gonna be what our spot was gonna be. They just go here, this is what you need to be wearing, and wait, and you'll get more instruction down there. So my top two favorite wrestlers of all time, saying I'm a WCW guy, Chris Jericho, and somebody that spent a lot of time with him, and I really think helped Jericho helped him hone his craft on the mic, The Miz. So we're backstage, and it's MRB, and it's Stephen Crow, and it's me, and we hear someone say, Oh yeah, we're gonna. This is a spot with the Miz, and they said, and I was what? And I turned to Crow, and I was just like, "Did they just say the Miz?" And I just had this like, as soon as he was just like, "Yeah, they said the Miz. It's gonna be with him." And I just, I had a fanboy moment, and I was just, like, "Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god!" Yeah, got it all out of my system as the Miz walked in the room, so I could be professional, do all the stuff, and then he came. Uh, it was actually super cool. So we did the whole spot, and then. 
he came up when we were all done, shook all our hands. Hey, thanks a lot, man. Thanks a lot. Nice. So like super humble about the whole thing yeah. and being able to see how he works through, uh, I mean, obviously just a small glimpse into it, but how he goes into doing a promo uh, and then doing those TV spots is cool to be able to see him work uh, doing something he's so good at. And then getting to shake his hand after was pretty awesome for how me. How <laughs> hard was it to not to start cheesing on screen? Cause you know, like <laughs> you said, you said fanboy and like, I, I, I do that all the time where I'm like, yeah. I know I should be like, I should act like I've been here before, but I haven't been here before, but I need to be professional. Like, how do you just hold like you guys were just stonewalled. He's like, this is Ms. Force. And the three of you were just like, yep. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'd yeah. be dying on, in, in my head. There was a lot of mental exercise going on to keep my face just on point. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool that he came up and did the handshake and all that stuff too. Um, from everything I've heard, he's a pretty, pretty humble, pr pretty like swell guy. And at the end of the day of all the wrestlers, that dude, he doesn't get the credit he deserves Absolutely. at all. That match he had with Seth Rollins like a month ago. I don't know if you saw it. If you haven't, I would take the time ruled. So he can, he's obviously a very, he has the most intercontinental, not, not even accolades. He does everything that that company yeah. asks him to do. Everything. He's good at it. He's, he's very good. All at of it. it. He's good. He, at. he wakes up at five in the morning to go on good morning America and go do these interviews and be that guy. Hey, Hey, we don't need you on the show for a month. We need you to go up to Europe and tour you Europe for us. Yeah. Go left. over there, do this. He does all that stuff and he does it. And like you said, he's incredible at it. He hits every time. And then when you need him to remind the people, okay, go have a banger match or go cut a banger promo. Yeah. Just like that. Well, just and like, like that. I think a big thing, like early on in his career, there was a lot of, it was Rocky. Yeah. So, he wasn't that, yeah, he, I, but he, I don't understand. Yeah, people just like hung on to that. Oh, yeah, you're that guy. We're gonna call you that guy for your whole career. Are you kidding me? Look, yeah. like you said, the Intercontinental titles. He's won the WWE. He's, He's a, a two-time Grand, Grand Slam champion. champion. Two-time. Yeah, was he not the first two-time Grand Slam champion? Uh, yes, he is. Also? I think he still is. This still the yeah the yeah. only two-time. I was yeah, gonna say uh, too. I think like. You said it. That's people just hung on to that early Miz real yeah. world, and he, stuff. yeah. But wrestling, he's a perfect example. Wrestling, you can evolve, you can be better. You maybe you were that person going in, but he's clearly. If he was, I have to feel if he was still the person that they labeled him to be from day one. I don't think he'd still he wouldn't be have here. a job. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. He literally he you you watched him turn into a first ballot Hall of Famer. Absolutely. You watched Without him because question. you know, yeah. Like I'm not a performer. I'm not a wrestler, so I'm not going to sit here and, but like it, there were struggles at the beginning. He, you could tell he was figuring it out and the crowd yeah. was tough on him. And even some of the wrestlers backstage were tough on him. Apparently too. He went through yeah. all that shit. Rollins he is a two time. Yeah. Spend, Spencer said that. But Rollins I think is also Miz, was the first. But Miz was the first. Yeah. First. But then he literally turned into one of the best promos in the company. He turned into yeah. an above average wrestler in the ring. He turned well, into I, everything you would want him to be. Well, I think the one, like, and that's, like, when you say the above-average wrestling, it, because he's not going out there and having, like, the AJ Styles, flashy, yeah. can do all the jumps. He's a more mat-based, like, he's not technical, but, like, all his matches are solid. There's, mm -hmm. the psychology is great. He's, can, like, comparatively, he's more punch-kicky than some of the other flashier guys, but he makes it work with everybody. There's nobody he can't put on a good match with. 
There's yep. nobody he can't make look better by being in there with him. And like, he's and that's a that's a role that he fits too. He's one of those guys when they have a big debut coming in or they have a big guy they're calling up or anything, they're like, we need a good first thing for him. Give him the Miz. The Miz will make him look like a million bucks. The Miz absolutely. will make that guy get over. Yeah, get we need this Miz. guy over. Perfect. Work with yeah. him. Like it's, it's just <laughs> like you know, he's yeah. just, I just he just doesn't get the credit he deserves for not at all. You know, and I remember some of the promos he was cutting a couple years ago. Obviously like that with like reigns and cena when he's like i've been busting my ass for 12 years yeah. and saying stuff like that and the crowd was like yeah hell yeah, yeah. Uh, and like getting behind with, him and stuff uh, like, with brian on talking smack or whatever where oh he, my god that, yeah that is one of the best promos i've seen oh, just yeah. ever that was so yeah. good and like because he believed like that one was very real but all of his other promos, like he you can tell he believes what he's saying in that moment and that's why it's just you can cling to that you can like buy into that it's so good yeah I still I still fire that up from time to time. And oh, like, it's so good because it's Fantastic. just a good moment. Because you could tell, like, I don't there think Brian, I, there was so much realism. I don't think Brian fully expected the Miz to go there because you could kind of see at first he's like, "Oh, we're doing this, okay." Yeah. And then those two just like went at it for five minutes, and it was just wonderful. So it sounds like to me because we're down to the last couple minutes here mm. with the. Uh, between two beers before the de the epic quiz flex that's about to start that we need to have you back on friend to talk more more miz because that was i we could go for another 20 oh, minutes man you said better. jericho Easy. too i could talk about jericho jericho, we talk, jericho. jericho had one of the best fall i think anyway I matches think i've ever seen getting, last night on aew dynamite with Robert i don't want to go on a it was amazing but i think he's getting underappreciated because now because he's still are, one yeah, of the best performers in the world. Yes. Currently. <laughs> currently. Still, but people are like. <laughs> Been around for 35 yeah, exactly. years for crying out loud. So it's. <laughs> Unbelievable. So, yeah. There's no pleasing some people. It's wild. No, you're, yeah. Yeah. We're um, so fickle. That's fake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Brian Danielson. Fickle. We're all fickle. Uh, honestly. <laughs> Great having you on. Yes, we definitely got to have you back uh, whenever you want to come back. Open door policy here at Beards Always. But let the people know where you'll be wrestling coming up. Obviously, we know we have LPW 15 at the end of the month. But let the people know where you might else be, where they can find you on social media. Kind of let the people know. Uh, so social media, if you want Instagram, it's at mine to Jack Pride. Uh, Twitter is at Jack Pride, but the I is a seven. Uh, Facebook page, Jack Pride. Uh, and then as far as like big dates coming up, uh, the clandestine show before mm -hmm. the night before uh, the LPW show, probably my two biggest dates coming up right now. So awesome. Love it. We have Ophelia saying this episode was incredible guys. Bring Jack Pride back soon. And whenever Dana, he wants, thank whenever you for the comment saying very entertaining. Thank whenever you, they want to come back, they can come they back. We could talk. Show up. I'll talk wrestling, old wrestling. I'll talk. We yeah. Ms. Jerick, I'll talk anything. I'm ready Absolutely. to go. So you are welcome back whenever you want. Thank you again for being here. Uh, we I appreciate just, you. I just ahead, hope next it. time you're on, I know how to speak properly and can it's formulate okay. a thought because my God, <laughs> the I'm gonna sun fried my brain. I'm going to need you to formulate some thoughts now because I'm going to need you to do that thing you oh, do. Oh, that's where right. You, where you put us all over <laughs> all right. so we can get out of okay. here and lead into okay. Fizzplex. Thanks again to Jack Pride. You can find me at Plugo, at Plugo underscore on Twitter, at Plugo Loves Wrestling on all the other social media platforms. You'll find me here this Saturday, 
first episode debut, debut. me and Blair Pacheco, uh, the Grain Maker podcast, are going to start talking independent wrestling on the weekend morning, starting this Saturday at 10. We're going to ex- call for exposure because we're going to start putting more exposure on independent wrestling. And then I will be on True Heel Heat this Saturday as well at 1 p.m. talking impact under siege. But you can find everything that we do here at Beards, at B2 Beards on the social medias. JPJ, you take us out because that's what we do. Yep. And oh, by the way, you might see something with me and Pride this weekend on the yep. Patreon. Pay attention to that. Pay attention to that as well. Yeah, you can find me at Joseph underscore Poolin Jr. on the Twitter machine. But if you type in JPJ Loves Gaming, it'll pop up. You can also find me on twitch.tv at JPJ Loves Gaming. Play some video games over there. Have a good community. That's right. But yeah, you can find me here every Wednesday right after AEW Dynamite, doing firmly AEW, and every Thursday night right here, 8 p.m. for Between Two Beards. Again, thank you to Jack Pride for joining us tonight. And stay tuned. Do not go anywhere. We Quizplex. have Quizplex starting right, right now. now. Until next hey, week. Guy, for- I got you. <laughs> for Jack Pride, for Pluggo, I am JPJ, and we will see you soon. Peace F out. them Reds. <laughs> hey there, Plugo and JPJ. It's Trent's mom, Sue, and I have a bone to pick with you. So, I understand that you guys are being real idiots and spending your entire monthly budget. You've got to be kidding me. This is not the way to be when you're trying to uh, run a business. Your boss, Spencer, is really pissed off at you. I'm pissed off at you. You have some nerve. Um, You know... Get a grip. You you have to control yourself. You can't just go out and spend all the money that you're making, you two beards guys. (laughs) Oh, no. This is coming out so stupid. Anyway, (laughs) behave yourselves. Or I'm going to cut you off from watching AEW. You're no longer going to get to know, uh, be able to meet my son. What? Or me. I'm sorry. This is like, I don't know. Anyway, thanks so much for being fans. Watch yourselves. Knock it off.